Hi guys, I am Ashley and I am at To Be Frank in Kennedy Town again with my lovely guest, Pu Yi. Shifu Pu Yi. Hello guys. Hi. So Hi. I normally start with a couple casual questions. Okay. They're a bit fun and weird. So let's give it a go, okay. shall we? Um, noodles or mm. rice? Rice. Okay. Pork or fish? Pork. Oh. Okay. Aeroplane or boat? Oh, aeroplane. All right. And jujitsu or judo? That's a tough one. Yeah. For the fun, I think jujitsu. Jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu for life. <laughs> Welcome, Pudi. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so, Pudi, I mean, I introduced her as one thing, but. Do you want to take it from here to let people know who you are? Yeah, I can do that. Okay, yeah. so my name is Puyi, and uh, I am actually from Denmark. I'm a Danish citizen, so oh. uh, I've been living in Europe most of my life. Oh, wow. Yes, so i um, originally uh, overseas Chinese, and oh. I am actually a refugee oh, wow. uh, flooding Vietnam after the Vietnam War. Wow. So when I was two years old, I uh, relocated to Denmark, and that's wow. where I started my whole life. Yeah. Wow. So yes, so I'm actually not from Hong Kong. I've been living in Hong Kong for the last many years. Yeah. I'm traveling back and forth to Hong Kong to uh, learn more about Wing Chun Kung Fu. Right. Yeah, but actually my whole journey started back in Denmark, and it's many years ago. Yeah. It's back in '93. 1993, yeah, so I was yeah. like two years old. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an old person. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not old enough to teach Tai Chi so, yet, though, yeah, so you're right. I'm an old auntie, we yeah. say that. <laughs> and so I started actually as a teenager. Uh, I just want to reconnect with the Chinese root mm. uh, culture and all that. And I always watched those uh, Kung Fu movies and I was really fascinated with it. You know, it's all about the heroes and they do all these fancy stuff. I really, really liked it. Mm. So when I had a chance in the city I lived in, uh, there was actually a martial arts school uh, which was teaching Chinese martial arts, which happened to be Wing Chun. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I started back then in 93 and then I continued throughout high school. Actually, when I started high school, I started Wing Chun. And then I was supposed to uh, relocate to another city to start university mm. with another friend and mm. start a Wing Chun school mm. over there. Nice. But at that time in Denmark, the government somehow um, made some new effort to get younger people into... Uh, Starting about business? No, uh, not, uh, just more about education. Okay. So, Actually, you could go for a year or two and learn whatever you wanted. You could learn about horse massage. Oh. horse massaging horse a horse. Yes. So you could actually do that. And then there was an offer of doing Wington full time in Copenhagen. I actually lived in a smaller city. Oh, wow. And that was in 97, 97. Wow. And then I decided to delay university. So I went to Copenhagen, I just moved there, I was 21, I think, mm. and my mom, she cried a lot, you know, all that. Is it because you weren't pursuing uh, yes, the proper yes. university? So I went there with nothing, I just stayed at some friend's house, 
and then I just went to that uh, gym. Actually, it was a big headquarter with a, it's around four one thousand four hundred square feet. It was a big gym. Wow, that's huge. It was around a thousand Europe, students. Though, isn't yeah, it? in yeah. Denmark, it was the biggest Winton school in whole Europe. Actually, in the whole world. Wow. Had like more than a thousand students. So I decided to do that, and then I did a full time study for a year. And then so I did how a, long were you um, studying Wing Chun then? So 1993 three, you started? Yeah, I started. And then in 1997, I, I went full-time to study a year. Right. And then the next year I did a full-time again for two years. For two years. So did you ever go back to university? Yes. Okay. I, I oh, did she still that. did it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <sighs> it, it took me 10 years to finish my master degree. Hey, well, at least you got one. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I studied and then I trained at the same time and then at the end I I just managed the whole gym. Mm. So I managed the whole Scandinavia, uh, the Winton School there. Of course we had our own masters there, yeah. but I was just running all the daily things and yeah, doing that, hiring people. It was really really big at yeah. that time. Thousand so, students. Yeah. So, and then I started teaching as well. So we had like maybe fifty, more than fifty classes a week. Wow. There, there were many, many students. Wow. I mean, Wington was really, really popular in the early 90s, late 90s, and beginning 2000s. Yeah. So that I think, it, yeah, everywhere in Europe, mm. uh, there are many, many people practicing Wington. Mm. And then I did that, continued doing that, continued studying. Actually, until 2007, then I went on a trip to Hong Kong and China. That's what I was going to ask. Yes. I was going to ask when was the first time yeah. then that you would Yeah, that was in 2007. Here. And it was actually only to, not to change your Winton mm. path, no. but actually just to Expand see the Yeah, to yeah. see everything. So I went with a good friend of mine in Denmark who was also a teacher, mm -hmm. a Winton teacher. Yeah. So we went to Hong Kong. We went to China. We visited all the different Winton schools. Mm. And then we stopped at my current master's school, uh, we just saw the big sign in Yamade. Mm. It said one government practical intern is really, really big sign. So, talk it to this yeah, a so out, you know, <laughs> so out on the street, you can just see, wow, it's a Wington school there. So we went up and we had a chat yeah, with him. The sign is very obvious yeah. as well, isn't it? And then he did demonstrated an in punch, inch punch, which mm. is very famous. Mm. If you've seen Bruce Lee do that. Yeah. And then we just, wow, man, that's amazing. Uh. Wow, we want to do this. But then we decided we want to visit all the different masters mm. in China and mm. in Hong Kong. So we visited all of them. And then we actually fell in love with this gym. Mm. So we had a big problem when we went home to Denmark because what should we do? Yeah. I was still the general manager of the gym. So um, we both decided to leave. So what I did is that I took a job as a caretaker of handicapped people in Denmark. Oh. So it's like, yeah, you change your job from running a gym to wiping someone's ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually it was a big change, but it yeah. was also a very good experience for me. Yeah. Because you, if you never had contact with people like that, mm. you would see things very differently. When yeah, you, yeah, it definitely sort yes. of makes things a little yeah. bit more human. Yes, when, and uh, then I did that. So actually that allowed me to work for two months and then travel to Hong Kong for two months. Mm. So every time I work, I would stay up for 72 hours, Oof. just taking care of the same person. Oof. And then you make a bit of money from mm. that. And then you can travel. And you always have someone to cover you because 
at that time in Denmark, the economy was not very good. You know, mm. back in 2008, you know, the collapse of the economy. Yeah, yeah. So everyone actually wanted a job you had. So mm. that was actually what I did for a few years, back and forth, back and forth, and then continue my practice with my current master. Until I got an offer in 2011, there was, um, was a student. Eight years ago. Yeah, a student in Singapore. Who actually owned a lot of businesses, and yeah. he wanted to wanted to open a gym in Shanghai. Oh. So, and then he said, "Go there with two other guys. One is uh, Robert, and one is Clever. So oh. we three went there and started the gym. So someone invested. We were just teaching. So unfortunately for me, I really didn't like the Chinese mentality. Right. So Shanghai, because Wington is South Chinese, mm. so everyone in the South knows about China. Mm. Actually, the only reason some people in Shanghai know about Wington is because of the Yip Man movie. Mm -hmm. You know the ones with Donnie Yen. Yes. So one, two, three, <laughs> and that's why uh, that's how they actually knew Wington. But I didn't expect because I'm from Europe mm. and from Hong Kong. Every time we did any uh, shows, demonstration, everything. Uh, People will respect you, but yeah. every time we did it there, it was like a monkey show. So oh. someone would just challenge you, and challenge me, not the guys. Oh wow! They would just shout out. Oh, up, yeah, challenge a woman. Or I want to try her. I want to hit her. They're like that. Wow! Uh, so I had a few incidents over there, and it was not because of the incidents itself, but it was just the way you feel you're promoting martial yeah. arts. Yeah, it's like. It's like a show for It's everyone. It's not a spectacle, yes. you know. It's yeah. like a practice. Yes. It's a discipline. And then from there, I decided, what about coming back to Hong Kong? Mm. So I did that in 2013. And then I started teaching. And the story is very, how do you say, strange. Because everyone would expect your master, he will have a student who follow you many years, and mm. would, that will be a man. And then he will mm. take over teaching and all that. Mm. I came back, and then I helped my master full-time mm. but then he actually had to immigrate to the states oh what one so, Lung himself yeah in, okay. in 2014 oh and that meant that he had only stayed in hong kong half of the time three months in hong kong three months in the states yeah and then somehow that made me become a full-time teacher in our ah. gym so probably i'm the only woman in Hong Kong, who is a full-time teacher. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's what I do every day. Not yeah. just five days, but seven <laughs> days a week. Every single day. Every single day. Living so the breathing. only holidays are public holidays. Nice. And I've been doing that for the last, uh, must be six years now, oh, with only wow. two times of holidays. Oh. I travel back to Denmark. Oh my goodness. So it's a big commitment. Yeah. yeah just every day, every day, every day. You must yeah. really love and believe in what you yes, do. Yes, I really, really enjoy it. At times, you can feel, oh, you need a break. Mm. But actually, I'm really happy for what I do. Mm. You know, you enjoy the time. Every day you go up teaching, you see the same faces. Mm. And they really like, they appreciate what you're doing. I mm. mean, yeah, that's... I think as well in the world of martial arts, yeah. um, being part of, I mean, being a woman yeah. as well, yeah. at this level that you are, uh, being part of a lineage... lineage li lin <laughs> a lineage... <laughs> Lineage. Yeah, lineage. That yeah. is of Wang Kamlun sort of caliber. Yes. Because 
All right, because I was trying to understand the train of kung fu. Yeah. It sort of began with Ip Man, who yes. brought it into yes. Hong Kong. Yeah. And then it gets broken up into these various uh, different styles of kung fu. Yes. Um, Wang Kam Lung is sort of one of those yes. immediate off from Ip Man styles. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, and then, so he is, he was asked to be a teacher to the Hong Kong police, is yes, that right? Yes, yes. So, um, <clears throat> so Yip Man, he uh, relocated to Hong Kong during the 50s. Mm. He passed away, away already in 1972. Mm. So he had a few uh, disciples that are the older generation. And my master's master happens to be one of them. I see, yeah. I so see. He only taught part-time uh, Wing Chun until his own master passed away. That mm. was a promise he gave. And his own master passed away in 1997. Mm. But before the handover, which was in 1997, mm. he was actually uh, chosen to be the chief instructor for the G4 unit. Mm. So it's a oh, VIP G4. unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah the security. Yes. Lots of uh, the Gurkha guys work there. So... I don't know, but it used to be from the, uh, you know, it was still uh, British back then. So after the handover, he naturally stopped uh, uh, teaching the G4. Mm. It was replaced with the Hong Kong. Yeah, so, so that's why he's very famous. And today, because of that generation he is from, they're all aging. So mm. that means that a lot of them pass away. Mm-mm. So the first generation uh, of uh, disciples, I think, they mostly pass away. Those mm. who were actually teaching, mm. and my own master, he is. He looks like in very good shape yes. for his age. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's seventy-five. <laughs> yeah, so he's very fit and still going on. Yeah, yeah he's still, he still teaching. Looks, yes. He still looks very, yeah. very fit, yeah. very well for his so age. So. In Hong Kong, the most popular gyms, I think, is our gym. Yeah, yeah. for Wington, for Wington. For yeah. There are many, there are many Wington schools uh, in Hong Kong. On Nathan Road, in yeah. Yamade, the, the road all the way, there are many, many gyms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I've been to one Wing Chun class. Yeah. Uh, I, well, sorry, I went there, I went to a Wing Chun gym for about a month's trial. Yeah. But my Shifu with this uh, Argentinian guy. Oh, this in was Hong Kong? In Hong Kong. Uh, it was, I think, must have been 2007, 2008. Okay. Um, I personally like it. I found it. Um, I mean, I love the philosophy of directing your energy forward yeah. uh, and maintaining your space, sort of yeah. here. But apart from that, I didn't really get exposed to what Wing Chun is all yes. about. It takes a yeah. It takes a lot yeah. of time yes. and dedication. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I met Michael oh, that yeah. um, he sort of gave me more of an insight into the power of qigong. Yeah. Um, so what is qigong? Okay. To so uh, qigong is actually qi uh, just means it's breathing. Mm-hmm. It's actually breathing exercises, just like you do in uh, yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Indians do that. The Chinese been practicing that for many years. Mm-hmm. There are different kinds of qigong. Some for health, uh, meditative, mm-hmm. uh, and some are for power, withstanding power. Mm-hmm. So depending on one's purpose. So. If you go to a gym, you externally practice yourself. That means that you're lifting weights to get stronger. Mm. So when you do qigong for power, power-wise, then you do the opposite. Mm. So what you do is that 
you use the breathing to develop power from the inside out. Mm. So actually, basically, that's the, uh, it. So, but scientifically, it's very difficult to explain. You mm. know, that's the same with a lot of Chinese um, uh, uh, practices, practices yeah, and uh, Chinese medicine, yeah, for instance, yeah. a lot. So, but I think that uh, the more science look into it, maybe they can explain it better. Mm. But usually, it's just. Uh, it's just like you had a flat tire mm. and then you pump air into it mm -hmm. and then it can take a lot of uh, uh, power into it. So that's how you should see the Qigong. Okay. But that's only one, one of it. one uh, facet yes. of Qigong, yes. iron yeah. shirt. Yes. Or, yeah. um, but usually most people focus on health benefits yeah. to, because moving is very easy. Mm -hmm. You move into your practice, but telling to stand still for one and a half hour different story yeah it's really see that was a, yeah. a lot of uh so when i did uh, when i practiced yeah uh i just remember it was a lot of sort of how much can you withstand yeah uh while maintaining uh your your breath basically yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's a very different approach very different yes, yes. and then and then that's also why nowadays uh time has changed uh mm. people seek other things yeah especially they want instant uh gratitude Gratitude, uh, grati uh, gratification. Yes, yes, mm. and then that's why, in general, uh, all traditional martial arts—not only Wing Chun, but all Taiji, all that—you see fewer, fewer people. Mm. I mean, we're not talking about foreigners, but just Chinese people. So when I started teaching and in Hong Kong, mm. and that's more a bit more than ten years ago, then it was like if you ask me, oh, um, Sifu. Can I learn the next part? Mm. Uh, continue. Mm. Then I will just look at you, and then I will say, "Let me see what you are, what you can do now." And then I will say, "Well, it's not good enough." Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then you just stay there. Mm. But now, when people ask, uh, then they will ask me, uh, "When can I learn the next part?" Say, "Oh, okay, let me take a look." And then if it's not good, then I will say, "Maybe wait a week or two. Mm. Should we do that?" So, so a little our bit more lenient. Has, yes, we yeah. have changed a lot, <laughs> and and I think we need to because. Mm. Uh, Kung Fu is not a mystery anymore. Mm -hmm. It used to be a mystery. No one would question your master, what is this technique for? Mm. Uh, they would just simply, my master did it, so I do it. Mm. And that's also why from history, you have a lot of masters mm. who actually don't know what they're teaching. Mm. I mean, they know the movements, they can't explain it. Mm. When the students ask, uh, they just say they do yeah. practice more yes. then you will know yeah and that's yeah. not only Wing Chun yeah. that's in general oh. all all mar mar Chinese martial arts not just Chinese See, martial yeah. arts either oh. there's definitely yes. some uh, questionable coaches yeah. out there so but um, now we change a lot so we adapt and we have to we feel mm. we have to so uh, our approach to the students are because before you would demand a lot or mm. it has to be that perfect but now mm. okay actually you don't need to you can learn a bit more a bit more but not be very not mastering completely mm. but actually your understanding would be better so mm. time has changed it's sort and of rewarding yes. curiosity yes. as well yeah. so mm. and i think it's a good thing i think it's so. a good thing i think yeah. so as well and that's also how we run a gym uh, or else you can't make a full-time uh, gym it's in hard. hong kong you're only teaching wing chun because most gyms uh, teach other things yeah they have a lot of things you can do you like uh, BJJ Thai boxing boxing mm -hmm. they mix it all up and then uh, you can keep your students but for this school running for so many years 
only becoming more famous. Mm. So then we adopt naturally. Yeah. Mm. I think as well, it definitely attract a certain type of person, especially when yes. you're in, with, with Qigong, yes. uh, practicing your forms and specializing yeah. in it, like the way that you guys I th- do. Yeah, I think trend, you know, the trend is, it always changes. That mm-hmm. means that for, I mean, almost 30 years I've been practicing uh, martial arts. And in the beginning, in the 90s, it was all Wing Chun. And before mm. that, it was all karate. Mm. Yeah, and then, true. Yeah, and then later on, it was all uh, shoot boxing, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you actually went BJJ on the ground, it was all the shooters, yeah. actually. And then everyone Down went from BJJ. all on the ground <laughs> to more standing again. Yeah. Right, so everything changes. So now, I think what is most popular, especially in Hong Kong, is actually Muay Thai. Mm. So there's so well, many, a, many gyms. Yeah. It's a national sport here. Yeah, Muay Thai. yes, yes. Yeah. There's a lot, so a lot of gyms. But I think time will change again. Mm-hmm. You know, it always changes to, I like that. Uh, and then later on, you would prefer something else. Yeah. So I think for Kung Fu, some say that it, it's only going downwards. But I think actually it's not. I think it's the same with um, karate, taekwondo. It's like maybe a transient. We'll get, yeah, now it's going a bit down. Mm. But later on, maybe that is actually what people are looking for. Different, mm. different yeah, Well, path, you've done yeah. some pretty amazing things with kung fu yourself. Yeah. Did I, So we googled you. Yeah. And we saw that you led one of the world's largest classes. Yeah, yeah. actually we uh, broke Guinness World Record. Yeah. So uh, I was leading like 3,200 uh, girls in Hong Kong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very proud of Girl it. Girl power. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so they, we wanted to break the uh, world record. It was, you know, very secretly because we nothing should come out because then China could do it yeah, very quickly they'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they, they do it <laughs> and they could get a lot more people yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so so very militant would, about it yeah. I bet so um, someone arranged it uh, it was the uh, Hong Kong Guoshu Association with the Girl Guides Association mm-hmm. in Hong Kong so we went to Mong Kok Stadium so it was wow. on a day and only half hour so you have to think of if everyone is just standing in front of the seats and then they had to do wing turn. Then you have to think. Oh, and I was thinking, what can we do? There's only no top. partner drills. Only top. Yeah. So of course, wing turn is actually better than BJJ. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that, uh, or some Muay Thai. But because wing turn have forms, mm. and that means that when you have forms, uh, then you could actually practice that. And mm-hmm. then some shadow boxing. Just imagining there's an opponent in front of you. Mm-hmm. Do a few techniques, but they actually disqualify a lot. Really? Like many, yeah. Oh, how do you get Actually, it was very serious because they, they, <laughs> they, they, they will go, they have many people going around. So if you stop for more than half a minute, then disqualify. Really? From yeah. your world? <laughs> so it could have been bigger, <laughs> yeah, but maybe some people yeah, are a bit like, oh, it I don't was 2,800 something at the end. Oh, no. qualify. So <laughs> a thousand people got disqualified. But no, there were like a few hundreds, <laughs> I think. But it was very difficult because some were very old and, you know, girls' guides, some were very yeah, young. Some were young. So, but we eventually we made it, uh, and that was that was really really great day. Yeah, yeah that's it's very two years exciting. ago, I think. Yeah, uh, two thousand seventeen, end of two thousand seventeen. So that was a big achievement, uh, and for also promoting women, mm-hmm. women empowerment. That was very good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What do your? I mean, obviously, your parents back in the day were yeah. very much like, "Go to university, don't pursue this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why do you want to do this? Yeah. 
And it's still quite a common train of thought today yes. with some parents, with quite a few parents. Yes, I think it's... Especially with daughters. Yes, and I think especially anything you do that is outside what is the norm. Mm. So girls have to study, do this, find a proper job mm. and all that. So if you're into painting, into art, you know, they will still be against it, mm. right? Because How they might not be to yeah, make a living from being an artist or the same with Kung Fu. But usually the very few women mm-hmm. who persuade going that path. So, but my father, he really didn't like it. Yeah. He passed away. <laughs> okay. uh, so, but my mom supports me now. So Thanks. she's of course worried, mm. you know, oh, are you okay in Hong Kong? All that. Can are they still living in Denmark? Yeah, in Denmark. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I've not seen them for you know, only once a year mm. she comes here because I can't really leave our gym. Mm. So that's the downside that mm. you don't get these days off, travel somewhere, see your family a bit more often. So it's a, a lot to give up. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of sacrifice. Yes, and it's quite, yeah. I imagine it's quite difficult. Yes. Um, but I mean, it sounds like something that you've done your whole life. Yeah, yeah. For the at least for the last many years, yeah. it's been like that. Yeah. Not having a holiday. Actually, having a holiday feels more weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like should I be worrying about something? So yeah, so but now you know, everyday life is the same. Going up teaching, and if you get if you're tired that day and you really actually don't want to, you go up and you see those people and they're friendly. Give you they, yeah, they mm. do. Yeah. And then suddenly, oh, oh, yeah, good again. Yeah, I yeah. forgot that yes. I was tired. Yes, <laughs> yes. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about how. Like you do transfer energy and people transfer energy yes, to yeah, you as yes, well. Yeah, it's a good um, thing doing teaching. I very think, good thing. Yeah. Um, coming back to Qigong, yeah. a little birdie told me something interesting yeah. about uh, one of the w- ways in which it is practiced. Yeah. Apparently, uh, I don't know if I can say this, but Warren Kem Lung can yeah. withstand multiple kicks to the groin. Yes. Um, yeah. Is that a common practice then? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I say so I don't practice that. Okay. Obviously, <laughs> for a certain reason. But actually, there's methods. Yeah. It's actually to lift up your balls. Oh, right. Oh, um, wow. Actually, that's how you do. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. <laughs> but you just don't got kick on the balls. But actually, that's one thing. But scientifically, it would not make sense anyway. Because if you could pull up your balls but your <laughs> hip couldn't take that kick either so there's something that you know Maybe science have to glutes yeah covers them up yeah because uh you, you <laughs> if you search on youtube actually you can see many guys getting kicked in the yeah. balls right and some western karate guys they do that too but yeah. i actually see the hop they jump a bit every little time hop, little hop yeah because your hip should not actually tolerate a kick like that so uh, that's science uh, so i don't know how you actually okay. do that. but actually <laughs> that's one part of it so you can pull off your balls yep. and you can withstand uh, uh, hits the, the, hits the chest, chest I've, and, uh, I've hit Michael in the throat yeah, multiple throat, times yeah. which also does not make too much sense yeah, yeah. that you but you can do that yeah. but you can't on your eyes and all these area nose then mouth then the face yes. it's a little bit more yeah. delicate yes. but sort of from the neck yes. down yes 
you can sort of train your body yes. to withstand such incredible yeah. pressure. I mean, for example, you could do that in a lot of combat sports too. I mm. mean, withstanding some power just by training. Mm. So, and also there's no mystery. That means that it's not like because you know Qigong, uh, you can't get a blow and then you can get Kato. You can't mm. do that too because you can't protect your face, yeah. right? But for as a martial artist, it's very good to be strong, mm-hmm. right? And be able to take blows on your body mm. and not be too weak, but everything has a limit, okay? Mm. That means that it, it doesn't mean that you can't get a very, very strong uh, strike and then you can still feel it. Mm. So what you, when I practice it, the only difference you can say is that your skin hurts, mm. but it doesn't penetrate the mm. same way. Right. Yeah, but it still hurts. It's not like... Uh, you can I'm totally hit. fine <laughs> yeah. so that, that's the difference so it's not something mysterious uh, hit me anytime it still hurts yeah it so still hurts. it's a lot to do with your mind then I think possibly yes, yes. Qigong arguably. is also I, I think Qigong has a is a lot of mind intent yeah yeah too but it's also a lot of breathing mm. if you do the soft part of Qigong for mm. health mm. it's actually more mind intent it's mm. more your mind but Actually, what we would think is that the power qigong is the most difficult, but mm. actually it's not. It's the most easiest oh. to learn. Yeah, because it's like exercise. It's like you can feel exercise. You can feel the. You, yeah, you have to move in your exercise. Do it and pressure and mm-hmm. uh, use a lot of Creating hard breathing. That yeah. But whereas the soft qigong, you don't know what whether you're doing it correctly or not. Yeah. Maybe you're standing in the same position, and you're not moving for an hour mm. one and a half hour mm. and you're actually not sure about what you're getting yeah, yeah. No, so it can be that, a bit difficult that, that to is more uh, difficult to cultivate actually where's the hard one is just actually going to a gym you can feel it very easily yeah because you can start to yeah, sweat just yeah. from breathing yes, creating yeah. tension yes and the power qigong is also the same it's really hard work. Mm. It's not just just something sitting still and breathing. No, no, it's moving, c- creating yeah. that yes. tension yes. inside yes. your body. Like yes. you said, external yes. stuff. Yeah, and then internal internally, stuff. yes. <sighs> so, so that's there's no mystery. It's just but when you lead, with, you're just leading with your breathing. The mm. breathing leads all your exercises. Mm. Whereas when you go to the gym, it's the exercises leading everything. Mm. But where the, the breathing has to be main focus in whatever you're doing, qigong. And that's why it's called Qigong. Oh, yeah. wow. Are there ways as well that you implement Qigong, like, I guess, like, outside the gym or implement breathing? Yeah, I mean, uh, breathing in general. Uh, so I not only do Qigong, but also the Indian way of meditation, and mm. pranayama and all that. Mm. It's just good for your mental state. Yeah. It just calm you down. It's just good for you. To release. Yes. So also have a balance between the outside uh, what you face every day externally but giving your focus more into yourself mm. just relax being yourself be comfortable with yourself that's you, you can that's a tool you actually use breathing for yeah because or else we day on daily basis we use our brain a lot mm-hmm. or everything has to be discussed and it has to be uh, intellectually analyzed mm-hmm. so uh, if your friend is heartbroken you would just say oh he's a bad guy and mm. you're right but sometimes the heart feels differently mm-hmm. so when you use breathing mm. actually that's a tool to overcome obstacles mm. so using your breathing you breathe through your problems you breathe through uh, a, a, a lot of your trouble you face mm. and it gives you some 
peace of mind Some and clarity you, yes, almost. Yeah, yeah, and tools to actually overcome your obstacles. Mm. I so. really like that you refer to them as tools. Yeah. Um, because they are sort of certain things that obviously will help you to achieve stuff rather yeah. than give you the answers yeah, yeah, all by yeah. yourself. Yeah, um, because yeah. it cannot be in the brain because I could tell you and you could tell me you have to be positive. You mm. have to be happy. You have to, but if you're not happy so and you're not thinking positive, you can't change that. Yeah. But actually, breathing, you can breathe through it. Mm-hmm. You can breathe through yes, it because you yes. can kind of re- realize yeah. that that even though that is you now, yeah. you can sort of have yeah. your breath, have your time. Yes. It's not going to be you in like five minutes. Yeah. So take time out every day. Do some breathing exercises, even 10, 15 minutes a day. Yeah, it has to be a good habit just to do that every day. Breathe a bit, practice your tea, whatever tea you do. Whatever There's so is. many. Yeah. Uh, that's also the other thing. There's so many kinds of qigong. There's not one that is correct. Yeah. Uh, there is not one that is better than others. Mm-hmm. But there are just a lot that are useless. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there's not some better than others, but there's a lot yes. that are nonsense. Yes. Okay. There's a lot of that. It's, yeah, that's the same with you know that that's the bad or the bad side of. Chinese martial arts, mm. right? Or just so, people, I think. People yeah. and practices generally, I think. Uh, I think it's because you never really question your master. That's yeah. it, you know, the Chinese way, the tradition has always been like that. Yeah. So when you want to learn Qigong, uh, I want to learn it because I want to improve my fighting skills. I want to do this and this. And my master traveled to China uh, in the 70s. Mm. And actually, that's very. You know, uh, China was not that open, mm. but he learned a lot of, went to a different, different monsters, and most of it was bullshit, right? Yeah. They ask you to stare directly into the sun, and you almost got blind from that. Stare into the sun? Yeah, just a lot of things, right? <laughs> but then, actually, you, if you want to learn, then you just have to think smart, right? So what he did is that he asked the same exercise, for different masters, a Qigong specific exercise. Mm. And then see maybe five, there were two who did the same. Mm. And then he said, okay, I'll go deeper into that. Right. So, or else there's a lot of, you know, just fake one nonsense. It's just like, yeah. oh, we thought of this. And so now we're going to practice it. We're yeah. going to teach it to yeah. everyone because we thought of it. Yeah. So, and then <laughs> at the end, maybe you feel because also it's in the mind. So, mm. if I told you to do a certain movement, stand still for one and a half hour, and then actually you don't feel anything, but your mind says, oh, or maybe there was something, right? So yeah. yeah. So that that's that's the thing. That that's how Chinese believe that oh maybe oh, I didn't so practice long enough, but it's actually a lot of it a uh, waste of time. Yeah. yeah. And the same goes with a lot of martial arts. There are good ones, but there's also ones that are not that good. Yeah. And that's also why you have so many fights internally yeah, sort of competing yeah. as well um, the between one, this. but that, that's not only chinese martial arts it gets that's everything that's everything, yeah. everything. i'm better than you you're not that is something that most people when they look at martial arts they will not think they're just saying wow they do martial arts really oh they <laughs> strong people admire them and all that but in the martial art community they're all against each other right <laughs> it's just how can you separate yourself from that and just you know just let go of it and if someone claims that you're not good and then oh what the fuck uh, yeah right uh, you you just have to just do what you like to do and do what you believe in regardless of what people uh, think of you mm. i mean for me i never had very few times when i felt like people actually insulting me but usually people support you because mm. you're a woman and that is actually what most people think that they don't, that people don't do because you're a woman doing martial arts. But mm. actually, 
most people are more supportive. You will always find some who somehow think because you're a woman and you you think you're all that. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's definitely within yes. the community, yes. like exactly what you're saying. Yeah. As a girl yeah. in the yes. community, yeah. I but feel actually, a lot yeah. of strong support yes. from my team. Yeah, but actually if you go out to anyone you meet, you know, oh, uh, she's doing martial arts. Oh man, that's fantastic, yeah. right? It's just sometimes you meet these people who try to put you down. Mm. I've seen that for, you know, throughout because so many years. Yeah. Some, and in the beginning, I had to prove myself. And so when someone said something, laugh at you when you do something. I remember one time I was I was still a teenager, I think. Someone was holding. I was holding two uh, uh, focus mitts, just big ones here, yeah. because we're training elbows. And then after that, he changed it, and then he looked at me. Maybe I should hold two, uh, as you did. And then took away one, and then laughed at me. And I remember I was so angry. Somehow I was so angry, and I hit the elbow, elbow, until I was bleeding. I was just bleeding, bleeding. Whoa. And that guy said, "Oh man, you're very powerful." But, but now I wouldn't do that. If someone yeah. said that, I was just like, uh, "Okay, okay, whatever you think, right?" Yeah. But back then you will have this. Oh, you have to prove yourself. Your emotions you're, yeah, are a bit. Yes. Yeah. But then now, yeah. Now I probably I'm probably too old for it. <laughs> I actually too old you to even nothing. care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and people don't question you that, that much. Actually, after you become an instructor, things change a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Either they like you, or, or they, they don't. don't like you. Yeah. And usually, when you have a female instructor, and you become one, they usually they usually do that because they have certain skills. Mm. And when guys see that, they use because guys they can be more superficial. They can be really good in fighting and all that. But with details, mm. sometimes women are better. Yeah. And I then they say, this. oh, that's probably what she's good at. Mm. And then because if you go to a gym. Your, your mindset is not to challenge. You're actually just going mm, there for to, to learn. learn something. Yeah. You just want to learn something. And if that person... For most. Yeah. yeah for for most, most, yeah. 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 <laughs> you do get someone in yeah. there occasionally yes. who's like, yes. but why? And you're yeah. sort of like... Yeah, I, I also see that you. now. So yeah. what I usually do, and that they're usually not from Hong Kong, yeah. but because we are famous internationally, we always have these people coming up mm. and I just go chat with them. And then they start talking about how good they are and how how they go into the gym and then they challenge people and then I say oh yeah and then just listening and then later they're like oh man this gym is so nice right then they change but yeah so so they're changing the attitude but I think it's a lot of you know you feel insecure you go yeah. to that gym it's but you have some assholes in between right that they're yeah. just there to, just to challenge you uh, we have that too we, yeah, yeah there's always yeah, gonna there's be always assholes yes. there's always gonna be asshole and people like this and even you took a challenge and you uh, won or you could lose but yeah. if you want they won't learn from you anyway because if the attitude is like that then they're not then really teachable no. they're not there to learn yeah. they're there to yes. conflict yeah. or that's what happened in China when they tried to challenge you they're not coming that's to quite, learn from you that's afterwards quite, um, I mean as a woman as well being challenged yeah. by a man yeah. you're sort of like whoa what does that say about the person challenging yes. you yes that's also what my master said because when I got challenged immediately I called my master what and then he do? said he said actually uh, you had to at that time you have to check, take the challenge but then after that everyone would think okay if you if you be a woman no one would say you're really good mm. but if you lost to one everyone then they would laugh say you're at you really good. yeah well say you're really good yeah, yeah. so well, what happens did you did you did you engage yeah I, I did do I mean as good as I could mm. uh, I had an instance where we were actually going to one of the best universities in China and I was just demonstrating how when a man grabs you mm. you know uh, grabs your hand just mm. very simple women's defense and then immediately 
the the woman, the host, she just went up and then said, "Anyone want to come up and challenge the woman or the man? Eh, you want to come up and try and hit them? That's how they do, and that's why I don't like China. Wow. Everything is so unexpected. And then immediately, the first guy said, "I want to try the woman because oh, they think wow. it's so funny." But he didn't know any martial arts, so it's very okay, easy. Okay, so that's all right. He just did something <laughs> and he moved away. Uh. But yeah. But then there was a guy coming up, and then he said something. I heard in Chinese with kicks. I just heard with legs. So and then he was lifting up, and he was wearing leather shoes. And then I knew that oh, it's with kicks. So I stand closer. I won't say that the fight looked good for me mm. either. Okay, and he also he tried to kick side. He's actually a fifth dan taekwondo, so uh. he tried to kick my head with leather shoes, and I, I realized afterwards that I had a big bruise on my shin, like for a month. It was just wow. big, right? And but then uh, I stood so close he couldn't kick. So yeah, when so he then he used his distance. hands, then it was easy. For Wing Chun, it's mostly about. Hand techniques. Yeah. So and, and then he was posture. completely, completely. Uh, he was his face turned completely red, and I went over, took a photo with him, just to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Yay. I didn't win. Like really looking really good, like bash up that hey, guy, right? Fights aren't pretty but all the time. Yes, yeah, yeah but just pretty, I'm but just so are. happy that it went well. Justice so, is served. Yes, yeah. but then after that, you just think again, and then and it's not. That was not only one incident. It was mm. every time you went down, mm. there would be guys. And sometimes, while you're doing your show, mm. they would shout. One guy shout in Chinese, "I want to try that woman. I want to test her." And then it's quite scary. My, yeah, my friend said, oh, "Yeah, sure, sure." And then I said, "Hey, man, wait till afterwards." Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, what do you want to try? I said, "Those techniques you just did there." And then they they actually they fake it. They want to do a certain technique and then they try to do another yeah, yeah. one. So, but Oof. it all went well. I'm happy. Good. I didn't get beaten up. Yeah, the time you're badass. Yeah. It sounds I mean, <laughs> not only that, right? But it's just that okay, you have some techniques, but you could. Oh. I mean, if you fight with someone, you could lose. But I mean, it's just their manners. Mm. It was all about their manners. And if you're a guy and you're a fifth dan. Taekwondo. Why would you, you choose me? Bit, yeah, yeah. Why you would you choose the guy? Yeah. So here, your chance to try out your uh, martial arts style against another, but you choose the woman. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only 153. Yeah. So I'm really <laughs> short, right? And they're all big guys, but yeah. So and that's why I left China. I just yes. felt like. You're not expressing your art, and yeah. people are not uh, appreciating your art. And you as well. It just seems like your overruling mindset yeah. is knowing yourself. Yes. Uh, knowing what your strengths are, yeah. knowing what they're sort of where they're coming from as yeah. well. Yeah. And just I'm, sort of being really yes. confident in yeah. that. That's really I mean, cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're contributing in your martial arts. You're helping people, getting improving themselves. Mm. If they love Winton, then the ways you can improve and getting better. Other people like other martial arts and then they improve. I also practice other yeah. martial arts. We've now. done yeah. an MMA class together. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> so that's the first time I met you. Yeah. It was there. You were sitting there. And that then, was a Yeah. Ago. And Max said, Ashley, can you show them how to do this and this? So that's what I remembered. So <laughs> that is something that, you know, MMA, Muay Thai, uh, that's something I, I really like too. And yeah. I would do it uh, within these few years because yeah. once you get a bit older, you know, that's you become also a Tai Chi teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's also why if you want to maintain the path of martial art, I think Wing Chun is very good because mm. it's something you age gracefully with. Yeah. If you teach martial arts in Hong Kong, the older you are, uh, the more respect you get. 
So when I went to the Guinness World Record and we rehearsed with mm. the, all the Girl Guides leaders, then one said to one of our students, "Is she a teacher?" She seems too young to be one, mm. which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, because you, if you decide to uh, focus your whole life on this, then you can teach until you get very old. Mm. Whereas if you're a Muay Thai teacher, boxing is actually better. But in mm. general, if you're Muay Thai teacher and you hold a lot of pad work, and once you're 60, mm. it doesn't look as Elbows, graceful. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the downside. But you have your history of fighting records and all that. Mm. So everything has its strong and weak points. Yeah. Mm. That's all very, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for so, letting us know the life uh, of Puyi. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So everyone, if people wanted to find you, look you up. You're yeah. on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. You. Where can people find you? Let yeah. us know. Actually, through our website, we have a website, uh, onegamlang.com, or uh, Instagram, uh, Puyi, P-U-I-Y-E-E, P-W-C, like P-W-C. practical winter. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's just my Instagram name. All right. Yeah. Well, that is where we'll find her. Yes. Thank you for letting Thank us you, know. Thank you, Ashley. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to us. A really awesome conversation with Puyi, sort of history wing chun, all that really cool stuff. Um, we're at To Be Frank in Kennedy Town. Join us for a drink. Thanks. See you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, it's